something uh unrelated to everything because there this is like an episode of big news and stories and shit like that but last time i was in florida uh was to bury my uncle remember that story a couple powerful episodes ago we Mm -hmm. talked about that uh my mom gave me an envelope at the time and i didn't open it like foolishly i thought it was like a wedding gift or something right it's this christian dolores on it or a family Um, secret or, or a deep, dark family secret, man. Right. Like, uh, but no, right. it, do not open this until I am gone from this world. Well, like, listen, there are parts of this that are really weird. <laughs> that, oh. like, maybe. Like, I feel like handing anybody an envelope with the like. What did she say when she handed it over? She just said, "Open this she, later." She didn't even specify like after your wedding, whatever. I just, as a bad son, didn't open this. Just until... any envelope you shouldn't open right when you receive it you know, right. is sort of like questionable to me. Sure. You know, there's going to be something going on there. So I'm, I'm really curious to hear what's well, going on. It, it's, it's weird because it's not what you think, but I just need like, my mom clearly wrote this in the first person. Like, like she didn't, she didn't, she didn't go out and find a template and then decided, Hey, I'm going to uh, like, is this her first jab at like a, a, a short form fiction or something? No, she just no. want to get a pass on it or. <laughs> No, let me not let me not, not bury the link because that would be fucking incredible. Like, do you know how much respect I would have for my mom at fifty-seven? Her just being like, you know what, my I'm doing. My son it. is a writer. I want his take on this. I'm taking over the game. It's so easy. Uh, no, like, let me just uh, blow the lead off this, and then I'll read the actual thing. Mm. So it's for her birthday party, which she's like trying to get ahead of super oh. early. She's a Christmas Eve baby, so she's oh. trying to like make it a whole thing. But there are like weird stipulations to this. For one, it's a white party, which that is like inherently whites only. Yeah, it's a, it's a white people thing. I gotta be honest. Like, yeah. um, like so I, it's gonna be your mom, and then nothing but white people. Well, that would be amazing, right? Like, she's like, I'm staying, I'm staying true to form. It's a white party, and that is fucking it. I don't care for married Jeff. Go fuck yourself. You ain't white enough for this shit. No, uh, like he, he can hide upstairs or something. Don't come <laughs> well, out. No, he has to be the hours. help. He goes around. He gives hors d'oeuvres no. to all the fucking white. He's people. like wearing like a, a tuxedo and everything. He's got the yeah, well, he, he looks He's like silently s- grunting while he hands out a moose bushes. <laughs> he looks like Scatman Crothers from The Shining and shit. Just going around like trying to be really <laughs> helpful and whatnot, but clearly hating his life. No, right. so this is for her birthday party. And then, like, so she, there's an actual invitation that's like, it's a white party, which is weird as shit. Got that here. Okay. Visual eight for people. Who yeah, he's know. not lying. It actually said white party. Which, like, I had in to Trump's like, America, that just has too many negative connotations. Well, I don't she's care. She's gonna like, get a turnout. Like, that's one thing you know is gonna mm-hmm. happen. People are gonna fucking turn up for yeah. the white party. Right. That's all I'm saying. Because what is white in fashion still? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying white is right according to white people that not me i'm saying according to white people i love how you're like not me point to yourself according to white people point to me (laughs) 
your honorary Puerto Rican. Anyway, along okay. with the invitation, Max, she she wrote a little letter, and it's it's weird. Um, so I just want to read it, but I like I will pause at certain points. All right, mm. all right. So right off the bat, hola, like with three exclamation points. All right, oh, it's already adorable. <laughs> right, like kind of cute. I am so excited to plan my very own birthday celebration this year. <laughs> well, we're going again. So we are back. Christian hit the stop record button somehow in the middle of that thought. But anyways, she said, hola, three exclamation marks. Right. Points. I am so excited to plan my very own birthday celebration this year, which inherently is the fucking funniest thing in the world, that my right. mom is excited about planning her own birthday party. But it sort of makes sense, right? <laughs> Uh, and then Jeff ain't, Jeff isn't planning. Right. Shit. He's not a planner. Come on, man. No. He's, he's, uh, but so my point he's is, a, so like, he's a man of action. <laughs> uh, so after like, that's first. And then she's like, my birthday celebration this year and spend it with my favorite people. The people are secondary to the fucking mm-hmm. party committee. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's that all she cares about. That sentence. That was just an extra, like, oh yeah. And the, my favorite people whatever you know that she got to the end of this and proofread it and was like fuck yeah that that in a perfect world in her head it did not occur to her for the first five (laughs) minutes she was sitting down to write this that people should be at this party right if this is the if this is like the marvel movies of letters right this was the Mm -hmm. reshoots they we had to come back and like get a weird wig and reshoot additional material to make Talk this about fantastic four yeah basically i mean that's fox whatever but you know what i'm saying like it's, it, it's a marvel film right it's the same same concept yeah, man yeah anyway here we go let me continue uh because we want to enjoy dancing comma having adult beverages comma and having some adult time okay first of all oxford comma second of all what the fuck does that mean, Max? Like, I need you to decode well, this. Well, let's first address the Oxford comma. What are your What are your thoughts on that? Christian? I'm pro it, but my mom stumbled on the Oxford comma. Like, let's not pretend like she knows the Oxford comma, man. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be shitty. I just, I'm looking at it being like, she stumbled on this. And, like, the problem is the Oxford comma is also, to, like, to imply, like, the power of the next, like, the following thing that's mm-hmm. coming after that comma. Like, let's just go through this one more time. Because we want to enjoy dancing... <laughs> Boom. Having adult beverages. Boom. And having some adult time, which to be, uh, can we just like adult time seems like it would already have been like implied with the adult beverages, right? You you would think that they wouldn't be like mutually exclusive. Right. You wouldn't need to like put them as separate statements. Okay, but this is where this is where we cross the 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 threshold of like what's going on in my mom's old age. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because she's like, uh, and having some adult time, it will be an adult party only. And then in parentheses, this is what gets weird. Okay, I swear to I shit you not. In parentheses, this, all right, this will be an adult party only. No kiddos, no gremlins, midgets, <laughs> midgets. <laughs> Don't lie. Wait, wait, wait. Don't do this to me. Hold right on. Now. Hold on. I love that word. Hold on. Hold on. I got to read it. I got to read it through. I just got to get through this no fucking gremlins, thing. No midgets. So from the top, no kiddos, no gremlins, no midgets, no terrorists, or sweet baby angels. What the fuck was going on with my mom when she wrote this, dude? I love that sweet baby angels and kiddos are two different things. 
gremlins and okay. midgets. Are we things. are we just overlooking the fact that she brought up terrorism in the middle of this? She said well, no, that, that tracks. She thought Obama was a terrorist for a long time. That was true. the one thing that didn't surprise me. Right. <laughs> I'm just like I'm looking. I'm like I, I I don't even know what this fucking means. And I know it's like I've had some vodka, sure, but kiddos, gremlins. That's not appeasing me. I think right. she. I don't know what she's talking about. And then midgets, of course, Maybe, not politically I mean, did, correct. Does she know that you really like the movie Gremlins too? No. The new batch. Why would she know? Why would Had she know? Have you ever brought it up with her? Maybe in passing. Maybe she was like, you know what? I'm going to include something personal for my son, Christian. <laughs> and it's Gremlins too. <laughs> President, you know, I could have gone with Shawshank, but I was thinking Gremlins too, and like you know me so much, ma. No Andy uh, Dufresne's. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, like, you know what I like is when I'm drunk and you're also a little drunk and it's like, there's an alchemy here. There's like a, right. a perfect blend <laughs> of fucking corrosive and caustic chemistry that's happening right now. But um, All right. Also, it is a white party. So girls, wear your pretty white outfit. And guys, you are welcome to wear beige. <laughs> So she, has to, she has to explain the concept of a white party, too, as if, like, Google... Well, see, I, I didn't like, know that the concept of a white party is that only half of the participants dress in white. <laughs> the other I thought everybody was just all in white. Right. It's like... Uh, I thought this was, like, a midsummer festival, but starring your mom. <laughs> That's fucking horrifying, dude. Instead <laughs> of, like, like a, like a fucking white night, a dark day, fucking, like, Norwegian, scary cold. It's just, like, my mom's house. And right. everywhere. Yeah. Fuck and me, man. Jeff in a bear costume and he gets burnt <laughs> up at the end or something. I don't know. You know, Jeff has a lot of costume changes in this episode <laughs> so far. <laughs> He's a manservant. He's a bear. Uh Lord wears many hats, man. He's just a yeah. host. He's killing. He's not participating it. though. Right. Um, and then uh just a little we will have appetizers and music by DJ Jeff Fordall. Which I was like, my mom hired a DJ to do her white party. I don't know. Not the most important detail of this, can we, but... Can we talk about this for a second? And yeah. this might offend one of your close friends. Oh, God. Okay, what here we the, go. What the fuck is the point of a DJ? It's in this age of Spotify and, you know, uh, algorithm-driven playlists... Uh, what what's the point well, you know what i like about it is that it's like the first casualty like the like the new millennial mil milkman situation right we're like, hey, like there's no fucking milkman anymore you know right. like, this is it like dj which is an insane job too when you think about it there was a guy whose sole responsibility was to deliver milk right just dairy he just drove around in a truck filled with dairy all and day. glass bottles and just went Hey, Miss Peterson, here's your dairy. Not only that, prominent enough in society that he was the scapegoat for all would-be illegitimate children. Like, oh, that right. must have been the milkman. Like, was the milkman fucking slain back in Leave it to Beaver days? Like, I just want to know why that was I the mean, thing. you know, Mr. Beaver was out, you know, at the office while Mrs. Beaver was at home. Along comes Mr. Milkman. Right. Like, who's to say how satisfied she is in that relationship i would watch that i would watch like a revolutionary road-esque like 50s housewife white picket fence you know what i mean like revolutionary road i read an article recently that said that that was the scariest horror film ever made ever made and honestly <laughs> maybe <laughs> that is like a that's like a requiem for a dream level like sad movie that i just right. never want to watch again 
Yeah. Uh, I feel that way about almost all of that guy's movies, though. That's the weird thing. I, I don't think I've ever seen a Sam Mendes movie where I'm like, let's go back to that. Fun, fun, fa- fun fact, uh, back when I lived with Ben in college, um, I had a free poster of Revolutionary Road because I worked at the movie theater, and uh, Ben uh, drew rev- like an L over the R, so it was Revolutionary Load. <laughs> okay, so right listen, we're pushing our third decade, but clearly we're still 14 at heart because Revolutionary Load. Because it's still the same poster of them looking like they're about to cry or kill each other, but it's a revolutionary load. A new film by Sam Mendes. My God, man. I, I'm just saying I would watch a revolutionary road type gritty drama about a lonely fucking young housewife. You Thank know? you for bringing it back because I totally forgot how we got there. <laughs> Dude, me too. I barely got it. Like at the last second, I grasped and I grabbed yeah. the rope. Uh, but about the milkman, and that's my whole point. So it's just like bringing it even further back. DJs are are going the way of the milkman, bro. Like you're right, yeah. Spotify, fucking anything you want. One, you can literally make a playlist being like, "Hey, Francis's white party," um, and then just make exactly what you want. Why are you hiring anybody? You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Not not like that. There's that kind of DJing where you've got like multiple turntables at once, and you're mixing two records to create like this new sound, and you're a crate digger, and like right. there's value there. There's artistry there for sure. Um, but most DJs are just hitting a play button and dancing. Yeah. That's all I got. No, and I, like, again, to offend this person that we're totally going to offend here, because he's like, bro, you don't know how much work I put into it. And I'm like, sure. What I also know is you play songs at a wedding. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's not to be shitty. It's like, yes, you have to be an MC, you have to host, yeah. you have to, be able to talk on mic, whatever, not saying that. But still, like, obviously, you're not a welder, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you're, 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 not, you're not a laborer. You're not the bricklayer. You're putting in, like, three hours of work tops in <laughs> a plastic button that is made to be easily pressed. Right. So, I mean, I, I, do you think he has any self-awareness of that, my particular friend, or DJs at large would have any self-awareness that, like, we're on the way out, man. Like, this is like with the fucking kiosks at McDonald's. They're, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're freaking out, man. Like, <laughs> They've got to know. I mean, maybe they don't. Right. You know, maybe to become a DJ, you might you might have to lack that that you know vital level of self awareness and um, self shame. You know. Right. And I kind of admire that in a way. You have to look it, yourself it, in the fucking mirror. You every wake day. up every day <laughs> and you look yourself in the mirror and you say, "Today, you're going to do a really good job of pressing play on this playlist and getting everybody hyped up about it." And then, uh, and that's it. You know, like, right. like you're going to go home. You're going to collect your paycheck gonna work your way up in the dj scene <laughs> it's like i don't know it's like <laughs> sorry how do you make your money bro like you know how sleazy do you make your money are you a drug dealer that's bad but being a dj that might be worse like you're making right. your money sleazy. like 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 what what's your what's your metric for having a good day at the end of the day that's my question is like you're driving home from your dj gig and you go yeah that was a really good gig that one girl danced a lot Right. Another guy also danced a lot. I've heard stories from him about when things are going bad. Like, actually, one time I visited him in Austin, and it's incredible. Because <laughs> he was just like, yeah, just drive me, drive me to my gig. You can take my car fucking go enjoy Austin. I'm like, cool, man. Like, what time are you going to oh, be nice. done? He's like, I'll be done around, like, 11, all right? At, like, 8.45, he hits me up. <laughs> and he's oh. like, bro, <laughs> this is going to be ending soon. And I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. Just let me know when. And he's like, you should head over like right now. I head over there, 
Uh, and I catch the tail end and it ends up petering out at like 9.30 or something, right? But what mm. he ended up telling me afterwards, he's like, <laughs> I, I, uh, pop I popped an Adderall, thought it was going to help. It did not help me. Uh, mm. And no one was dancing. And it was the scariest thing in the world, bro. And I'm putting out all my hits. I'm just like, all right, I'll do my trick. I'll throw this in. I'll throw this in. My and like, in my mind, it's like a Scott Pilgrim fucking fight scene or something. He's right. like trying his hardest to fucking get everyone to dancing. And everyone's like indifferent, like the fucking goth kids in South Park and shit like that. And I'm just imagining like, if I'm fucked up. on some Bauhaus then, man. Right. Like, like make I'm it more not... depressing. Maybe that's what the crowd wants. Maybe that's what it might have been. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I was, I was fascinated by the idea that like... He was, it was like it was like having a bad trip on music, and you, like you ever have those dreams where like I had this dream where I was fighting fucking like Val Kilmer once in a mm. boxing ring, uh, and Classic I could. Dream. Well, he's a. He's was, it, a was it Fat Val Kilmer or like course. Fat Batman Forever? No, it was Fat Val Kilmer. But the problem with it is that's what makes the story worse because it's Fat Val Kilmer, and mm. I'm like running around like you remember how like Rocky got hit in the face like 45 times in the first round of the Rocky yeah. one. Right, he's and just like, like that dude's gonna die. <laughs> he just keeps getting hit. Like right. that's me, and I'm like, no matter what I do, like I'm just getting punched in the face before I can swing on Val Kilmer. You know what I'm saying? No idea why we went down this Val Kilmer rabbit hole. What was? Bring me back. Bring me back, baby. Bring me back. I'm the wrong person to bring you back. I just drink a whole glass of whiskey. Uh, you were talking something about uh, <laughs> disco. No, DJs. <laughs> Just that look, Riley. He had a bad trip, is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> a bad trip, you know, like when you're fighting, dream fighting Val Kilmer. <laughs> That's that, yeah, there we Everybody go. You can relate to that. It's like a common yeah. Freudian conceit, you know, like the, the Val Kilmer archetype that appeals, that appears in dreams. He's like a totem, you know, <laughs> dreams about storms or fat Val Kilmer. <laughs> I was just making the larger point that, like, in I mean, you've never had a dream where, like, you're trying to fight somebody no matter what, you just keep losing. That's me. And that was my goddamn friend on DJ Night in Austin. He was fucked up. No one was dancing. He was, it was his Vietnam, well, he said. I mean, mm. <laughs> which I, I gotta think, be honest, I was proud of the reference. I mean, it's not like Vietnam's unknown. Did he actually say that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, that's. <laughs> Giving some shifty-eyed looks to the left <laughs> and right. Maybe editorializing. I don't know. I feel like he said it though. You know, like I don't know what to tell you, guy. That was my Vietnam Christian. <laughs> so just to be clear, we've made fun of my mom for having a white party. Suggested she may have racial overtones and call her dumb for hiring a DJ, which is a dying profession. Right. And my friend. Yeah. Who who offered to give you his car to borrow so that you could enjoy the city that you were visiting. <laughs> Right, which like makes Very it even worse. Generous. He was a yeah. generous, nice guy, and <laughs> like we've torn him apart. <laughs> Profession stupid. Get a job. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I went to. Uh, I actually just got back from L.A. Max, because as you know, as we announced on the last episode, mm -hmm. uh, like an L.A. boy. I'm an L.A. guy. I'm going. We're going. Mm. So we actually found a place and we put a deposit. You're gonna down. start doing a lot of cocaine. No, I that's the one thing I'm excited about. No cocaine, man. Like what? Wait, Dude, why are you excited about no cocaine? Because farmers markets. They don't sell cocaine anymore? Not anymore. But they sell <laughs> badass tomatoes, bro. And as you know from last episode, I'm on that tomato kick. But you mm. said go to a farmer's market. Yeah. And I'm in a neighborhood that has a farmer's market. Fresh um, produce beats not fresh produce. 
Every time. <laughs> Controversial statement, I know. Um, so but no, nah, man, that's cool. You're going to be an L.A. boy. You know, you're going to be running around wearing sunglasses, going, like, talking about, like, oh, the fires. Well, that was the thing. There was, like, four or five fires burning, but L.A. so... Four or five. Yeah, yeah it was four indeterminate. Four or five when you were there, just when you were visiting. Well, yeah. fires. Right. Yeah. Why is not this shocking? Not extinguished. Not one. Not two. No, because because it takes a long time to do these things. It's actually really interesting. I like I learned a lot about LA when I was there this last trip, which is like mm-hmm. one. There Probably apparently there's there's always a fire burning. Number one, that's just like you need to get over that well, shit. You know, our website is called a little fire burning. We could just pivot, Boom. make it like a fire news website. Dude, genius. That's how we fucking make the money, and then we could still pivot and do weird shit. You know what I mean? Right. Like on the side, we still got where's my burrito post right. coming out. <laughs> You know, be like, warning, new fire in your area. And then it's just an episode of Where's My Burrito? Well, they tune in. They're like, tune in. Like, we put a little, like, click now to hear more details. And then it's Where's My Burrito. we we go, like, I swear we're going to talk about it at the the end of this episode or at the end of this commercial break. And then we just go to the commercial break. And then fire keeps spreading. It's coming over closer. We don't don't talk about it until the very end. House is on fire. Yes, there is a fire in your neighborhood. They're burning to death. They're like, well. What neighborhood I'm in? um yeah so i wait so yeah so there's a website where you can literally go check at all times where there's a fire what i learned is that there's literally like five or six fires burning right now uh and they're in various stages of containment because they can't say that a fire is put out if there's any like ember or smoldering you know like whatever because that can just lead to more fire exactly so at any given time like backdraft fucking right is that Kurt Russell, right? Kurt Russell's in that, sure. right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you referenced it like it was your ace in the hole, only to immediately abandon it, Max. I'm just saying I'm an expert on fire. Right. I know how it thinks. <laughs> I know what it wants. It wants to burn more stuff. Simple. It's true to form. That's the thing about a fire. It's not going to surprise you, man. You know exactly what it wants at all times. All like, time. you claim to be an expert. It's like, well, that's just kind of like everyone's an expert about fire, if that's the point. I didn't say I was the only one. Other fact I learned while there, I went down a fucking rabbit hole with coyotes. Uh, I'm So, for context, the place... See, the, the way you structured that sentence, and I know I'm interrupting you a lot, but it sounds like <laughs> right. went down an actual fire or rabbit hole, fire hole. An actual rabbit hole. I saw some coyotes. Like yeah. you, you hung out with some coyotes. You're like, let's go check out this rabbit hole, and they're like, yeah, we're into that because we're predators. Right. I can I be honest. I want to have a Jurassic World Chris Pratt on a motorcycle type moment with coyotes, so bad. And I think yeah. like I know they're wild animals, but I think I can do it. You know, one time uh, me and my dad were doing a cross country road trip. I told you about this road trip we did from right. New York to. Uh, California across I-80 and when we were driving through I think it was Utah like we were up in the mountains and like kind of deserty type location uh we had to stop in the middle of like this mountain pass because like this this mother coyote and her like five young coyote pups like had to cross the road and every single one of them stopped and like looked me right in the eyes and I I felt the spirit of the coyote man (laughs) right (laughs) Okay, a couple things, right? Because we also have the Simpsons, like uh, uh, Homer, Chili, uh, Coyote episode. Right. You know what I mean? So the Coyote is already deep in the lore of Max and Christian, I would say. But, sure. uh, you know, 
going there this time just for context i'm living in atwater village which is right by los Feliz and silver lake and it's right on the hills like literally i'm five minutes away from griffith park where coyotes be running okay and so i saw another coyote and it was straight up like you ever see collateral man there's that part at the end and like no, he's I've gotta he's gotta he's gotta just fucking put it on out there oh there's fucking coyotes and wolves yeah. running around in the hills right yeah uh so that's literally i had a michael man you know like collateral coyote moment went down this fucking wikipedia hole about them and just like news stories right which mm. is that they think max they, they think that there's 10 thousand coyotes living in metropolitan los angeles dude like That's not bad. even in the fucking hills just like in like because they, they track them right they can't track all of them but they'll grab a couple like for science purposes or something yeah. snatch a little like a uh, like a little wrist bracelet on it the one right. i saw in silver lake last because time. coyotes are naturally social creatures <laughs> there's like where there's one there's probably five more right 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 it's like it's like cockroach rules at that point you see one coyote there's like yeah. 30 to 40 you're not seeing um but so like they 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 tracked them and what they found out is they're like in westlake which is near echo park and mm. you know they're in these really densely populated fucking areas and it's incredible because like how are they sustaining themselves number one but two like they're learning like one of these coyotes was able to get across i-10 like which is a 10 lane fucking highway dude well if you're talking about them like they're velociraptors or something they, they, they i run. think they might be is my point been testing <laughs> the perimeter fence for weaknesses <laughs> i mean obviously they're not i mean because the, the, the government kills a bunch of coyotes every year i also found that out but i was still just blown away by the concept of, of like these coyotes were in the hills and they're victims of this fire by the way too that's what happens like these right. burn and they, they go driven the into the city because there's less burnable right materials well and then i found this other thing because I, I heard that they attack humans sometimes but it's like bullshit man you know that's that's the anti-coyote you know like lobby fucking yeah. trying to get an, like anti-coyote sentiment going because like what generally happens is, is this when you feed a coyote it doesn't understand the interaction really you know what i'm saying like we teach a dog to no we teach a dog to lie hey easy you son of a bitch like you take this right. goddamn bone don't bite me coyote doesn't get that so like there's like 12 coyote fucking bites a year and uh like i swear to god 11 of them are just mishaps yeah yeah in la specifically you know, there's say, coyotes like, everywhere but i would say statistically if you've got 10,000 in in the greater los angeles uh, metropolitan area Right. You only have how many bites? Twelve. That's fucking good. Those are good. that's amazing. That's amazing there are way statistics. More <laughs> humans biting people in Los Angeles than that. I guarantee it. Right. Seriously. There are probably way more like Chihuahuas biting humans. I mean, so you're really winning me over. Coyotes are the safest animal. I mean, I don't know the safest, but they're certainly safe. I mean, if you're mm. going per ten thousand, that's twelve. You can extrapolate that, right? Times ten. 120 per, for every 100,000. It's pretty right. good numbers, man. You can do it all day. I mean, we could do with them what we did with the dog, right? And we could just, you know, find the ones that are less aggressive, breed them with other less aggressive ones, and then just right. sort of weed out the aggression in their traits. Kind of like what we did in Australia with the aboriginals. See, it was fine until you went to the aboriginal place. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be honest. I'm like, he's making Eugenics. some fucking sense. I want a coyote, and this is the path forward. And then he brought up the aboriginal. 
<laughs> but for real though, uh, they did that with foxes in, uh, I think Ireland or something like that. And it works like there are pet foxes now because they, they bred out like the, the nasty devious fox traits. What do you think of a fox? A fox is fucking after your money. He's after your gold. <laughs> okay. He wants your liver. <laughs> I think that's a stereotype, sir. I have never met any, any. Uh... Have you ever met a fox in your goddamn life? Yeah. Once. Tell me about that story. All right, it was August second, nineteen seventy-five. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I, I, I met a fox in a yard once, and he was white. He was a snow fox. Were you in snow? Yeah. Really? Yeah. This is in uh, Virginia. Oh shit. Yeah. What do you do? Maybe. Just farted around. I don't know. Like they don't. That's another thing. You know, they that they, they're the smelliest animals, but they the skunk gets blamed for them all the time. I think that's bullshit. I don't think Dude, there's... Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> What's the smelliest animal? A fucking fox shows up. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm ah. actually going to type this in. What? No. Okay, I got to select the search bar. What's the smelliest animal? We're actually writing it word for word. It's going to say skunk, but... The 10 smelliest animals in the world. Fox. King rat snake. Earwig. Fox. Wood hopo. Tasmanian devil. Wolverine. Stink bug. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's in the day. Skunk at number four. <laughs> Shocking turn of events. Bombardier beetle number three. Striped okay. polecat number two, and number one, the lesser anteater. The what? No, that fox is in there. This picture of this anteater though, <laughs> just being a stinky bastard. <laughs> Got to send this to you. He looks proud. He looks confused. He doesn't know what's happening, but he's happy to be there. I'm sending it to you now. Um, but no, uh, foxes are pieces of shit. But, you know, now they're pets. So <laughs> coyotes could be too. That's just, really the point. I here. love them. Yeah, I just, I love them. They're cute as fuck. They're cute as fuck. They're lil. <laughs> like, I don't know why we can't be friends with them. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I don't want to get into it. If God right. exists, why would he make wild animals cute, you know? <laughs> should they all be like horrifying demon monsters they should be like i feel like they should reflect their incompatibility with us they shouldn't remind us of our you know because that's why we find dogs cute is because they look like they remind us of our, our children you know right you know we 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 release oxytocin when we pet them and they they get oxytocin in turn like that that's the nurturing instinct that makes you protect your your young right why, why do we see a fucking uh you know a fox or a baby wolf and we go oh so cute a little baby bat oh it's got rabies there's no god and if there is he's a dick <laughs> that's the point that's what this whole podcast been about where's my burrito <laughs> fuck you god you don't get to know my mom has told me that she's tried to listen to this podcast and she goes i i don't always agree with you guys but it's, it's fun and i know that's exactly the part she's talking about <laughs> when we get shitty about fuck you god that's yeah <laughs> I love your mom, and I love that she listens to this despite she herself. Tries. She really uh, does. Well, usually it's more playful than that. I think. <laughs> usually it's me just being a doubting Thomas uh, in favor of doubting Thomas. You know what I mean? Like, right? Eh, whatever. Fucking sensitive people. In yeah. L.A., I met a person named Brandrew, and it just blew my fucking mind. His name is Brandrew. It was incredible. That's a that's a that's a that's a Game of Thrones name, man. 
It reminds me of, um, and I should tell you this, I'm playing a, ga- a game of D&D. I started a game, we're uh, two, two sessions in. It's my nice. first ever game of D&D. And I'm playing a, a character who you knew in real life named Chasen. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but he's, no, he's a, he's a time-traveling frat bro that just right. seemed like the best name for, for the character. Um, is somebody whose parents couldn't decide between two names, so they just shoved them together. I like Chase. Well, I like Jason. Jason. There you go. Yeah. Brandrew. Yeah, well, I'm Jason and Brandrew. <laughs> like, it sounds like a couple's name, but it's one person. Right. He, um, That's upsetting. It's upsetting to me that it was the most exciting thing about him, and you know that that would never change. That, like, like you know, he has nothing else going on. He was just a weird little d- d- gremlin. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't well, know. It was weird, man. But his name I mean, is Brandrew. You, you ever wonder if uh, somebody like that would be more interesting if they had a normal name? You know, like what if the name like just kind of stood there as a placeholder for an interesting personality and they never bothered to fill in the blanks? They arrested development from birth because of Brandrew. Because right, because you think about like the sensory input, the wires getting wired in this kid's brain, you know, his entire life he's growing up and having to explain, yeah, my name's Brandrew. And people go, whoa, that's crazy. And he goes, oh, I don't have to be interesting. My name does it for me. Right. And then he gets older and he can't get a job because who wants a working professional on their team named Brandrew. Not me. Are we doing like an incel origin story? I, I know that nothing has led up to that so far, but like, like one, I'm political and I'll find any ankle. No, but two, I just, I, Brandrew feels like a, like a victim of circumstance and fate. You know what I mean? Right. Like he should have been really the Joker. I think not funny i'm being Todd dead Phillips serious is here. Joker. <laughs> starring joaquin phoenix as brandrew all right go on that I'm is better brandrew and i try to make everybody smile but they all laugh at me <laughs> just laughing at your stupid fucking name brandrew <laughs> that's what robert de niro says to him at the end they're laughing at your stupid fucking name <laughs> Oh, Brandrew. I mean, so I feel like he did his job <laughs> by giving me I, this I want a sitcom where Brandrew is the most humorless, least interesting character, but it's called Brandrew. Oh, Brandrew. It's like Seinfeld, I guess. <laughs> Whoa, shots fired. Harry <laughs> Seinfeld. What? Is it a mystery? What? Like, no, hold on, what? hold on. Like, I'll defend this. It's not to be shitty to Jerry no, I mean, Seinfeld. You're not, you're not I think wrong. Jerry Seinfeld would admit that he's not as good as the other three either as being, like, an actor. Like, you know, like, I don't... Would wait, he wait, wait. I mean, I, I have I, to imagine I that he... talk about the other people a lot, but he strikes me as kind of, like, an egomaniac baby boomer at this point. I mean, I have to imagine that he ha- he has enough self-awareness. Like, that's the other thing. Is when he had Larry David there, I feel like Larry David kept him in check a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, uh, but then the later seasons, he kind of whatever. I have to imagine he knows that, like, that show doesn't work if Kramer isn't Kramer, if George Costanza isn't George Costanza, and yeah. if Elaine isn't Elaine. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the, those people fucking own those roles. Yeah. To the point where I think the last thing you said when they filmed that last episode was like, for the rest of our lives, whenever someone thinks of one of us, they'll think of all of us, which mm. I think is a pretty sentiment. So I think he kind of gets it. 
I hope so. I, I mean, if you had to rank the characters, um, you know, like when, when I was a kid, I would always say like Kramer and then everybody else. Right. But now, like Kramer kind of ranks lower and it's not yeah. because of the N-word stuff. I'm just saying as a character, like George is honestly my number George, one. Yeah, no, George is number one and Lane's number two, Kramer's three. Yeah. But that's not to take anything away from Kramer. When I was a kid, Kramer was, I think that's the gift of Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Is that it gave us like a Winnie the Pooh character to be like, oh shit. Like, like we, we had an entry point. It was Kramer I mean, going, whoop, like doing sounds and shit. Isn't he the Tigger in this scenario? <laughs> well, yeah, sure. There he is. Better. There we go. But like, that was the gift. So you My like God, love that. Winnie the Pooh. So you got Tigger, Kramer, uh, Eeyore is George, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Elaine Piglet? I get, I get by process of elimination. But as usual, the woman's getting shafted here, right? Like, that's I mean, the Piglet fucking is problem. a beloved character. Ah, Piglet's a bitch. I said it. I fucking said it. Someone had to. She can be uh, Owly then. All right. Oh, no, that's Newman. It's a dumb name, too. <laughs> Owly? <laughs> oh, it's an owl. No, it's an adverb. Owly. Go fuck yourself. God damn it. God damn it. It's Max. a common name in owl culture, Christian. It's a dumb name, and that's why owl culture's dumb. I'm wow. sorry. You are a specious. Damn it. I'm having feeling some kind of way today. I can tell. What's going on with you, buddy? How you how you been? Uh okay. Uh, one more <laughs> thing. One more thing. <laughs> I already know the answer. That's why that's funny. Uh, wait, hold on. I, other things I got obsessed with uh, in LA. Two things. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. $10 or less. $10 or less is a store in LA that's okay. like a five below. Yeah. It's a store that is a corporation that has a net gain of like millions of dollars and it's called $10 or less. Now, you know me. I am an asshole about this. I will be like, it's fewer all the time. You can itemize something, right? It's 10 items, 10 items or fewer. Maybe it doesn't fit on the marquee or something like that. But it doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> but it's correct. And I hate that. We're like, oh, we're just going to change it so, because it's easier to fucking do. Okay. Um, but this just reminds me that, like, uh, I, I try to troll everyone. Remember that there's a scene in Game of Thrones when it was still decent where uh, they're hanging out with Stannis and shit. And he's yeah. just like, well, Fewer. yeah, few. And I was like, that's my motherfucker, bro. I'm throwing all my weight behind Stannis because he gets Stannis the Manus. So what if he, you know, supports a genocidal fire religion? His, his grammar's grammar. on point, bro. <laughs> like, he's got the grammar of a king is all I'm got saying. my vote. <laughs> As if votes are a thing <laughs> in a monarchical court culture. Well, then, so my point is, like, is I like to troll uh, people and so the point is like Dolores will say something and she'll do it right Dolores will say something like uh, you know I was going to say like oh but I had, I had 20 items or fewer and then even though she said fewer I'll then be like fewer <laughs> like this. as if you're correcting her like correct <laughs> <Yes>. grammar <laughs> and I think it's hilarious I think she's regretting marrying me <laughs> like, yeah that tracks <laughs> So naturally, like I was just, I just did that bit like fifty times because I saw ten dollars or less. Right. I couldn't get over the fact that there was a corporation that had to like pass a lot of like you know thresholds in order to become a corporation, mm-hmm. and at no point was like we don't need to do grammar. It also happens in this basketball game. I think I've told you this, right? Like in the in the basketball game I have, right? 
if you're like managing the team and they want you to have uh, like fewer minutes for the players, it'll yeah. say give less minutes to this person. And I'm like, it's been a mistake for 10 years in this game. Like they're clearly making so much money that there's no incentive to just go in there and make that grammatically correct. Like, fuck it. Less right. minutes. No one cares, they're, man. They're just copy pasting from game to game. I'm sure. But like either Slightly way, it's like graphics. Someone had to know. Someone had to know, just like someone had to know at $10 or less, and no one fucking did it. At every grocery store, it says 10 items or less. They're fuck boys, and they, they don't know fucking English, and we should boycott with our wallets. Okay, well, just don't shop there. All of them do it. I'm Everything sure they'll feel the it. pain of you moving to this new city and not going to this store. Why they'll be like, oh, you, man. Why, we had a net loss of $10 this quarter. Why are you... Why Thank you. <laughs> uh, you really robbed me like some pirates, Max. Speaking well, of which, now hold on. Pirates, Max. Yeah. <laughs> These fucking guys. Uh, so at one point, Dolores wasn't feeling well, so she was like sleeping. And I'm like, I'm just going to Wikipedia something. And so I Wikipedia pirates. Because when we think of pirates, what do we think of? You know, like. I think of people who, you know, go online and they say, I want to watch this movie, but I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> the real pirates like me question well, mark you yeah know question answer. mark the answer Finn. is yes i commit the felony offense of downloading the, i mean i don't know don't any of this. i'm playing a character right now yeah. or am i you're playing the covered under the comedy clause of a of pirate to crimes It'd be funny if it was like a pirate from the 1600s who somehow like got frozen and then today his only way forward is to become a pirate of content. So you're telling me the only way the only way I can watch Frozen I'm not going to finish that. Um, point is, it's a pirate character who has to pirate things on the piratebay.org or whatever. That was amazing. <laughs> Just a guy sitting behind a laptop with a peg leg and a parrot. It's been frozen for 400 years. <laughs> he used to rape and pillage, but now he has a hard drive full of copyrighted material that might be dumb enough to be like a comedy central like bit i think <laughs> i think we gotta write this man. <laughs> i'm really proud of this and the, the idea was good but the fucking performance max thank you thank you man that means a lot um i did want to bring something up speaking of of the sea Sure, yeah. I got lighthouse. more of Pirates, but let's, see, let's hear it. Let's hear it. You, yeah. you saw The Lighthouse, and I don't want to turn this into a whole review, but like we haven't right. talked about it. How, how'd you, you, you just sent me one, one message. <laughs> yeah, what I said. <laughs> the light, and then you uh, parentheticaled the G and the H, so it said the lit house. You said Yo, more like lit house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that movie was the most fun I've had at a movie in years, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was great. And simultaneously, uh -oh. <laughs> the scariest, like, I'm most uncomfortable. Like, that, yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't want to get into a whole review. What I will say about it is that, like, I thought on every level, well, you know, when, Marty, when Marty's getting in trouble for, like, oh, that's not cinema, and this is cinema questions, right? I feel bad for him that he's, he's been forced to write an op-ed 
to to explain himself because he's been asked about it so much. He no, should be sure. celebrating the Irishman and he's talking about this shit. But anyway, sorry. No, it's ridiculous to me. But like since that's like on the news cycle constantly, it's like when I think about that, when I think about the lighthouse and I think about his words and I put it up against even my favorite. I love Guardians of the Galaxy too. I really do. I think it's a wonderful mm-hmm. fucking film. It is on a different level of artistry and fucking like craft. Yeah. I see something like the lighthouse and I'm like, holy shit, this is why I want to make stuff. Yeah. You know, like I, I was really blown away by it. I, I thought Robert Pattinson's been great for a while. Like Loki, mm. like when he got cast as Batman, I, you and I were both pretty, pretty much on board with it and shit like yeah. that. So like I, I, I was, he was great. Defoe continues to, I think maybe be the best actor out there that everyone sleeps on. Right. It's he's like incredible. everybody talks about, everybody talks about like Gary Oldman, like he's the internet's favorite chameleonic actor, but like fucking Defoe, like, holy shit. Like, well, I, I, think, I, I think Gary Oldman was like, he had those, he had that string in like the uh, mid nineties and late and early two thousands where like, yeah, he really, I mean like fifth element guy versus Mer- Mason Verder, uh, Verger and, in the Hannibal movie, you know, compared to like, so like he was sort of a chameleon. I get it, but I totally agree with you. And let's cut in the last 10 years. Right. How do you fucking say no to that, man? Yeah. Everything that DeVoe does is like uh, fucking great. It's, it's great. Um, And this movie in particular, like he does a few monologues in it, but that one monologue he does about when he gets so upset because Robert Pattinson. (laughs) I I laughed so hard, dude was amazing because it has an amazing punchline but he's like literally cursing him to like the fucking gods of neptune and everything and like you know cast banishing his soul out to the sea and and then you remember that this whole thing is about all right you win i like your cooking well like it's it's a great punchline but even before (laughs) that monologue begins it's there's just one shot where they cut to him and he is like a fucking four-year-old child who cannot so hurt yeah he's like whoa (laughs) you're at least like my lobster i have never laughed so hard in my life dude i was like this is so funny and so like beyond being like this incredibly well-filmed and amazing like cinematic german expressionistic like fucking masterpiece Mm -hmm. um it gives you career best from Defoe, which is again saying something because this dude yeah. is always doing something that's a career best. I just watched yeah. his Vincent Van Gogh movie. I don't know if you saw it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's great. I just called yeah. Vincent, but fucking phenomenal, dude. Even yeah. though he's twelve or thirteen years older than Vincent was when he died, you know what I mean? Right. So like, he's He'll just killing it. And then and then Bobby Pattinson coming in there. He's, he's had this string with a good time and fucking yeah. High Life, which I recently watched. Which if you haven't seen High Life, it's right. weird. It's real weird. It's on Prime. I recommend it, kind of. Um, and then, well, what was that face? Hmm. Uh, kind of. <laughs> like, you couldn't even, like, be declarative in your recommendation. <laughs> it's got, it, well, it's it's a spaceship movie that's all about people um, trying to fuck each other in space. But Robert Pattinson's the one guy that doesn't want to fuck anybody. But he ends up getting raped anyway. Right. So, spoiler alert for that film. It's fun, I guess. Uh, but no, no, he has this one moment where he gets like so drunk and he's doing like an, a, a sea shanty or something. Uh-huh. And like you can't, it's like he's speaking in tongues and he's dancing. He's like, dance, Winslow, dance. And it's just so, it's so good. Yeah. I mean, they're just moments that were so cerebral. And also, also, oh my God, first time in so long, walkouts, bro. Oh, so really? many walkouts. In LA too? Yeah. And le- yeah, in LA. And let me just tell you, that there was a fucking camaraderie because I think that they were like, one, first of all, 
the best also one of the best movie theater experiences i had because motherfuckers like cinema in that place dude like they knew to shut the fuck up they were all reacting to the right things they knew to shut up but we had two different couples walk out and uh, the the mermaid um stuff I dude, I can't even remember. One of them, one of them was the mermaid thing for sure, and then the other one was like with twenty minutes left in the movie. I think it's when he destroys the axe or destroys the boat, the like lifeboat or whatever. Which is not even a re- reason to like walk out. To be honest, I'm like I didn't understand it. Maybe they just tapped. Maybe out that of was it. just like the final, you know, straw that broke. They're the never getting off this fucking lighthouse. <laughs> like the boat's destroyed. <laughs> I can't do this for like, three like more hours. Like, Hold out, honey. At least they still got that boat. Uh, yeah. So, so walkouts and like when when the first people left, like there was this audible fucking thing. We're like, I'm talking under my breath, like oh, these fucking pieces of shit, because I'm judging people so hard. But in a way, I feel justified in doing this. And yeah. like, but there's a collective murmur. Like people see it and they're all like, oh, fucking walking out, yeah. bullshit. Then when the second group left. Like legit, there was a moment where we we're like, "Yeah, go on, get like, go like collectively, me. we were like, "Yeah, get out of here, man," because it wasn't for them. Like they right. weren't seeing what we were seeing. Uh, I thought it was wonderful. I also thought it's like the weirdest fucking movie ever, and that's mm-hmm. still like a version that got made. Yeah, it, there well, are there a, are weirder it's a, versions it's a of that house movie. movie in a fucking like 1930s fucking aspect ratio that features wall-to-wall masturbation and fart jokes. Right. Oh, and by the way, you know I hate fart jokes, but, like, some of the funniest fart jokes ever. I mean, like, just the use of farts is, like, an act of dominance in this movie. I've never seen it before. It's great. Willem Dafoe will literally stand in a doorway, look at Robert Pattinson, lift up his leg, and fart, and then just walk out. (laughs) He could have done it anywhere else. He chose. (laughs) Great. It's great. There was that one scene, uh, not to spoil too much, but like it's near the end. It's that well, second monologue. Well, we spoiled monologue. the farts. Well, yeah, but they're not integral to the plot. That would be amazing if a fart was. <laughs> I was going to get by a car, but then that fart saved me. I was like, oh, shit. No, uh, the, the monologue that, that Defoe gives near the end as he's in that pit for a second, hmm. which, by the way, that shot was phenomenal. I don't know how they did that. Like, that's the other thing. Like, this is one of those few times where I'm watching. I'm like, dude, I can't. I don't under. The brain's not computing. Like, usually yeah. I watch shit, and I'm like, I know how they did that. I don't know how they did that. It was incredible, yeah. man. Yeah, no, there's so many shots in this I just want to put on my wall, but it would give me nightmares if I did. Right. So, but, uh, yeah, really well. I, I, again, don't want to turn this into a whole review. You had sure, more to say we'll, on, we'll on Pirates. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do a thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's I want talk to. about Pirates. You got other thoughts on Pirates aside from, you know, internet piracy. <laughs> right, which we're writing. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, uh, no, so what Maybe I was finding about Pirates is, like, Pirates are, uh, in our mind, they're swashbuckling, yo-ho, yo-ho, you know, I mean, a bottle yeah. of rum, Jack Sparrow motherfuckers, right? Mm-hmm. Why don't we realize that Pirates are far more insidious than that? Like, like, think of the product in which they were fucking around. Like, because I did a real deep dive on pirates, and it's fucking fascinating. Which yeah. is that, like, piracy was sort of a sanctioned, like, governmental sanctioned thing. Right. Where they would get, like, no, entire countries would give you, like, note of seizure. And you were like, I'm taking this fucking boat and everything in it uh, under the flag of England, man. And, like, so competing pirates would be like, oh, fuck, I'm going to Spain. I'm going to Portugal. 
and then suddenly there's just a bunch of people fucking everyone up and they have like legal recourse to do it they're not operating outside the fucking bounds of the law they are the law man right but it's almost like a cold war tactic where it's not active like you know british naval ships it's a pirate ship getting paid by britain right right Isn't that it worked yeah yeah but still they had like legal like this is the whole part this was in, in figuring like, out the they, they had wide latitude to travel the longitudes of the earth and i you know fuck people up <laughs> they uh they they try to figure out a way because this is actually how like like the idea of um, international piracy laws right only came to be as a means to stop pirates which were a problem created by governments and then governments were like fuck it we got to stop it right because right. like this is one of the old things so i like like again rabbit hole blackbeard his ship right i've already forgot the name of it but it's like a woman's name uh mm -hmm. that shit sunk right off the coast of like north carolina or south carolina which is metal as fuck because when we think pirates, I don't know about you. Like, I know it's the Caribbean and shit, but like, I'm like, there, there's nothing in America. Has nothing to do with America. It's not American right. pirates and shit. They're uh, not fucking up around Maine or whatever, you know. Like, they're not, they're not chilling in New York, right? Right. Fucking pirates wouldn't dare. <laughs> you know what no. I mean? <laughs> they stay south of that Mason-Dixon line. Um, but so, so when you hear that story, like, oh, that's kind of metal. Everyone reported on that. That like, oh, they found his ship. Oh, Blackbeard ship. Blackbeard ship. Blackbeard, like, uh, they have evidence that that ship was totally a slave ship. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, fuck. yeah, like, because so that's Blackbeard the thing. was not cool on multiple levels. <laughs> right, to say the least. But that they're, they're trying to say is that basically all pirate ships in some form of way, right? All, all, all um, transatlantic cargo and shipments and exports and imports and shit, right, to an extent are still propagated by slavery. All of them are slave ships. So even if it's a tobacco ship, well, who picked that fucking tobacco, man? You, you know, know pirates were really like the mafia of the, of the high seas back in the day, man. Like, instead of working girls, they had, you know, uh, slave ships. You know, it was still human trafficking. Instead of uh, cocaine, right. it was, uh, you know, rare spices. Right. Which is funny to me that, you know, people died for spices, but... <laughs> We'll have, have that. that paprika. I was gonna say paprika. God damn it, you beat me to it. You beat me to it. Uh, yeah. Well, so like my my whole thing is that like, but I want to do a society, Sopranos with pirates. Sopranos with pirates? Yeah. <laughs> like they they own a pirate bar, like the Bada Bing, but it's the R. <laughs> and they all get in the back room, and they still have like Italian American accents. You Wouldn't know, it be called like, like Walk the Plank? Like it'd be a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Like, give, give me your gear. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I could. Hey, I could Blackbeard. Buy it. I took care of the thing we talked about. He's like, hey, shut up, you dumb bastard. The fucking British Empire is listening in right now. And then, like, cut to, like, a fucking, like, little cone with a string tied to it. And, like, there's a British officer right outside listening in, taking notes. I'd watch it. That's two pirate shows in one. This has been productive. Well, I think that's like that's how we cut. We're like, wait, where the fuck are we now? <laughs> like, this world really expanded really quickly. Like, right. British are involved. Like, they're apparently Italian. I don't know what's going on, but they got me for at least another act break, and then we reinvent the wheel again with a third. You get the working girls. You mean the slaves? And then, like, they all look at the camera, and then, like, you know, goes gray text crawl. Like, slavery was an American institution, but also a worldwide epidemic in the 16 and 1700s. And then just a full history lesson for like 40 minutes. Right. I'm into it. I think this is what we got to do. We turn it into like pirate roots at the mm -hmm. end. You know, like how deep are these roots? 
not to make light of roots, but you know, pirate roots is better. I was gonna pitch that we just call it pirate sopranos, but you want to call it pirate roots. Pirate roots. I like it. We go through five hundred years, man. We go through five hundred years of piracy. Well, well, this is my point. So, like, twelve years of pirate. Well, so so the the way they killed. That one Nazi motherfucker in the 60s, right, after, like, well after the Holocaust, was they got him on international, like, law piracy laws, right? And I thought that was fascinating. I'm like, wait, how the fuck was he a pirate? You know what I mean? Right. And the way, well, the way they got this, right, because, again, in or so the East Indian I mean, that's slave That's kind of a lateral trade. move, you know, Nazi pirate. Right. <laughs> well, like, so, so I thought that was fascinating, and I'm like, well, I don't know how that makes you a pirate in any way. And it's because what I was saying is that a lot of pirate ships were doing slave labor and slave trips, but they were doing that after the East Indian slave trade like came into play. So basically slavery was made illegal, right? International slavery or, uh, or international piracy laws were created, not as a way to be like, these fucking pirates are fucking up, but it's a way to squeeze them out of the lucrative slave trading business. Okay. Uh, and but it's stuck, and every nation's just kind of agreed to piracy laws, right? To the right. point where like they were able to get this Nazi fucking Argentina because you there's not extradition and shit. But if you break international piracy law, and by moving mass people from different countries into other places, you don't need a jurisdiction. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, not with piracy laws, which is crazy. Didn't they just get Assange on that shit? Like Assange is getting extradited, isn't he? I don't pay attention to that guy. You know, Dude, I, he was a well, you should. He's arrested. He's arrested. Like he is going back to the United States. Yeah, he's like. not my problem. He's not on the lamb anymore. I don't have to think about him. I'm just enough that. on my plate. <laughs> What's on your plate? Impeachment. <laughs> That's on your plate. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to so many goddamn intelligence meetings. All right, there's inquiries on fucking Monday, on Tuesday, <laughs> on Wednesday, not on Thursday, on Friday. They're every day. Except every Thursday. day. Well, nah, yeah. Thursday. Thursday is the N NBC comedy night. Right. I mean, you got four sitcoms from eight to ten leading into a harrowing drama. We're not going to miss that. Not for bills, not for Congress, not for Absolutely president. Not. It not doesn't matter anyone. if I could DVR it. I, I want to be a part of the conversation on Twitter. <laughs> it used to be the water cooler. Now it's Twitter. <laughs> God damn it. The world is dying and I'm fine with it. Yeah. Fine with it. Yeah, Here's something. Let me ask what? you something. Can what? we just agree that Christmas songs are the fucking worst? Just the worst. Like, why do they exist? Because they're terrible. Yeah. Go on. What do you like across? Because there, there are multiple styles. No, they're just all bad. I mean, like, like yes, like there's a couple. Bad. You're putting them all in in the same Christmas bucket, and you're saying this bucket's bad. It's full of bad shit. Mostly. Yeah, I mean, like, like, look. You what, what are the exceptions? Mostly, what are the exceptions? Uh, Jackson Five, Santa Claus is coming to town. Go to hell. Uh, go to hell. <laughs> that's me. I, that's bad. I don't know. Like, I heard all of like Nat King Cole's cool, I guess. But even so, it's just that type You're of like music. The Christmas guy. Like when you think Christmas music, you think Nat King Cole. Yeah, he's cool. Like I'm against like the Mar Mariah Carey's of the world doing like you know let it. That's snow. where this all started. No, that's where this all started because as you know I'm a basketball guy, right? Every yeah. Christmas like there's a tradition because the NBA puts like the three best possible games ever on on Christmas Day. But what they do is every year they drag Mariah Carey's fucking cadaver mannequin come to life ass out from the storage closet they keep what, her in. Like forty. <laughs> 
that human mummy Mariah Carey. <laughs> Might be episode title that human mummy Mariah Carey. Uh, they bring her out and she does the same song every single year, which is all I want for Christmas. And it's the worst. It's the fucking worst. I hate her. I hate her face. I hate her voice. I hate her song. I hate the hat she's wearing, which is the same. You know, there's this beautiful invention, unless you're at a live show, it's called the mute button. And then there's this other invention called the power button. You don't have to listen to these things. Terrorists win. Do this to yourself. The terrorists win. The terrorists fucking win. And as my mom pointed out in her goddamn note, Matt. Mm-hmm. Bring it in on home here. No midgets, no fucking terrorists, man. <laughs> oh, no. Well, <laughs> Santa Baby's all right, right? <laughs> Hi.
Yeah. That's right over there, man. Right over to the left. 